Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen Sheila in the cut, picking it cooler than two penguins till Bo's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf and you coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings. I'm going to have the rest of my life with these kids. Wow. Get, we got to get that in a drop uh, immediately. Let's edit that one out. That didn't come out quite There's yeah, no editing. No, no editing yeah, on this that's podcast. That's the wonderful Birds with Friends. No editing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a Wednesday edition of Birds with Friends. I am Shiel Kapadia. I have taken the hosting reins today. It is not Kapadia week. It is Wolf week. It is Berman week. It is Eagles Seahawks. We have a playoff game. We just came back from the locker room. We've got a lot to get to. We None of us covered the other team. So? That was, a, that was another lifetime. Okay. Well, I'll get to this in a moment, but uh, we have news of the day. We have Squall 22, which I was not able to uh, get to yesterday, and I think it pertains to some of the news of the day, some of the lineup decisions that the Eagles have to make, and then we are debuting a new segment called Dreams and Nightmares, where we will go over no. the dream... It doesn't have a bird pun. Excuse me. Dreams don't, and flight, don't interrupt me. Flight mares. Don't interrupt me during the introduction. We'll go over the dream scenarios. You know, what are the best case scenarios uh, for the Eagles on offense and defense on Sunday? What are the worst case scenarios? What is the situation where you say, oh my gosh, I can't believe the season ended that way? So we will get to all of those things. Uh, we just got back from the locker room. I, you know, this is very interesting. I've only, I don't generally show up on Wednesdays. Wednesday's the big media day. I'm usually here on Fridays. And it was, uh, I was here, I think the Cowboys week on a Wednesday. And it was very fascinating to be in there and look around and see the scrums around Boston Scott, around Greg Ward, Josh around Perkins. Josh McCown, guys who I have had very little interaction with. And, you know, I was joking afterwards. Someone said that at some point the media relations said, you know, one more question for yes. Boston Scott. I said, if you would have told me that before the season, that there was going to be a situation where the PR staff would have to say no more questions for Boston Scott, I would have said this team is, what, 4-12, and 5-11. Not that they're getting ready for a playoff game. So that was my takeaway from the locker room today. Well, the fact that, that they would say two more questions for Boston Scott doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> he did have like seven different yeah. screws, scrums. But, uh, like. No, so it, it was. It does speak to the unlikely contributors on this team. The fact that there is interest, uh, significant interest, not just like beat writer interest, but you know, there's there's two levels here. There was well, I think there was a uh, the PR staff was letting Boston Scott know that he was going to have to be part of the production meeting with the TV uh, group this okay. week, and he didn't know what that meant. Right so, across yeah, the right way here, yeah, NBC okay. set up. Yeah. So so I would give like three types of interest. Okay, there's beat writer interest. Okay, then there's TV interest. Mm. TV interest. It, it needs to be a guy who who resonates enough. That that like the general viewer knows resonates him. enough that it's worth um, issuing professional courtesy <laughs> and sliding into well, no, a one on one to so local, steal the information. Well, I'm talking local television yeah, okay. interest, and then there's national reporter interest. National reporter interest only happens if like you are, and and I'm not using this in like the Shio Kapadi and mm. that. I'm I'm, I'm using. I think it. he's denigrating you. No, no, no. So because, be it. No, because Shio's around the Eagles. So. <laughs> National reporter in the sense that if if you are a national reporter sure. talking about the Eagles, it needs to be someone who, if you're in Des Moines, if you're in Spokane, I spoke to Big Bob him. Davis today, and let me yeah. tell you what he told me. I'll tell you what Big Bob Bob Davis is rocked up. Uh, what do you? I mean, I've been telling you these. Lit, things. I hadn't yeah. seen him in a sleeveless before. I'm sorry that you you know did listen to me about Boston Scott. <laughs> He's on the. Uh, they're both. I've been the... trying to tell you guys these things. Wait yeah. until Sua Opeta makes the Pro Bowl, and then I spoke to Sua today. Okay, what I... did he tell you? Okay, we're not going to get to yeah, that no, unless so, it's really interesting. Yeah. So, right. no, so, uh, <laughs> so it it does say something that 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 these guys are going beyond just beat writer interest. Uh, the other thing I would say is that there was a dearth of your high-profile players in there. Yeah, so, that's true. So Malcolm Jenkins, who is usually a, a, around talking on Wednesday, I didn't see the Fletcher Cox scrum around him. Yeah, Fletcher yeah. Scott. Uh, I'm sorry, Fletcher Cox, uh, Brandon Graham. 
the offensive lineman. Brandon Brooks is usually a guy who yeah, that's true. Who's like you know he'll, big loss. Yeah, big yeah. loss for our purposes. Um, Zach Ertz always talks on Wednesdays. Yeah, uh, Zach Ertz. Obviously not talking today. Okay. So, so that I think that contributed it. to it as well. Okay. Uh, I listened to yesterday's pod, so I want to make sure we don't uh, duplicate things. So Great idea. Between then and now, we heard from Doug Peterson today. We heard from Carson Wentz today. And as we mentioned, there were some players available in the locker room. Don't force it, but any, uh, any big takeaways? What did you learn today from those people? Want to go first? I don't know that I learned anything, but uh, one thing that Doug said today was that if Lane Johnson plays, he sort of hinted that it will be Halapulavati Vitae at right guard and not uh, Matt Pryor. But I, I, I would say that I feel less confident today than I did yesterday that Lane is going to play. Mm, interesting. Okay. Uh, Jalen Mills said no doubt he's going to play. He did. In the locker room. So that adds uh, some... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intrigue. Clarity. Uh, I don't know. It may, well, a little bit of clarity. But it, to well, so I don't know what they're going to do. With we'll the, get on the to other it. Side. Yeah. Well, let's get to the lineup stuff in the next segment. It okay. all oh, that's relates. A segment. But okay. I, well, I, I want to let you know what I thought watching them on the film. Yeah. And then uh, we can get to what maybe they will do. Okay. On, on, I have, yeah, on I have two. I have two big questions for you. Basically. Okay. Good. So uh, Miles Sanders, don't worry about him. The Eagles, I think, are just being really careful with him. They're just trying to get him to Sunday. Although he's, I, he's I although I would ask though, you know, uh, I, I think you're right. He's going to play, but in terms of effectiveness, in terms of well, you know, they question. added a running back. I mean, he tried to remember he tried to give it a go right on Sunday, and then he had to pull himself back out. So was it a situation where he's feeling good? Sure. He had a week of rest. They taped it up, and then the third play of the game, he tries to make a sharp cut, and uh oh, right? Possible. Very fair question. All right. Very fair question. So he's someone. Who uh, they're trying to get to Sunday, but but you don't know it, it, it's an ankle for a running back. That's a notable injury. Zach Ertz was on the practice field. It was a walkthrough today. He was on the practice field. Um, I don't think he's going to do much. Doug Peterson said bleeding he was doing all over the mental place. reps. He wasn't. He was not bleeding. Um, so Peterson's not ruling him out. Like Bo said in the beat back and forth, it might be gamesmanship. Yeah, but perhaps they're holding out hope. We'll see. I would also say that I, I still think that it is gamesmanship, but I, I would upgrade my uh, prediction on him playing from like 1% to like 5%. Okay. Now. I think it's higher than 5%. Yeah, maybe it should game. be higher than 5%. Uh, and, and then the other thing is the Eagles made two transactions. They did not promote either, they did not fill either open spot with a practice squad player. They we we did talk about Holyfield yesterday, but we didn't talk about the other one. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, we do have a little more Holyfield intel. Sure. Uh, Doug Peterson said the Eagles have liked Holyfield ever since the draft. Doug went down to Athens, Georgia, and put him through a private workout. I've heard that's a great town, Athens, Georgia. I've heard that, too. Ben? Oh, you, you've I've, heard that, or you've been? I've heard that. I've oh, heard right. that. Right. Yeah. Um, well, shout out Alex Zirkel. Alex Zirkel, I was going to say. On our drive to uh, Miami, maybe we'll make a stop. Ah, <laughs> he's in, baby. <laughs> you guys can do that. It'll be like Thursday when I'm getting kicked off the pod, yes. Um, uh, so then we Can't got... Can't wait. <laughs> and then they, they, they brought back Shelton Gibson. Gibby, watch the, out for those bench routes. And credit to Bo Wolf uh, for two parts here. Yeah, First off, Bo Wolf right. mentioned Shelton Gibson in his wide receiver... Uh, what would you call it? The, uh, the article on potential wide Scanning the league. Yeah. Scanning the league. Yeah, he did a good... He got a lot of... Uh, that was and right in your wheelhouse, that him piece. Him and Deontay Burnett, baby. And the other thing is, in our... I don't even know what you call the game. The turkey draft? When don't worry about it. We don't have to worry about the games today. Yes. And one of the questions was, chance that the Eagles bring back a player from the Super You're Bowl. You're right. And Shelton Gibson... It wasn't even Super Bowl, just a veteran who had been on the team. Yeah, yeah. so he's... I don't know if he counts as a veteran, he, but certainly... He counts. Of he course counts he as a guy who's been here before. Brought him back. Uh-huh, Adds, right. so what what, what yeah. turkeys did we put on that? So I have to go we'll back, to and, go back listen. and listen. At speed of wide receiver, but more so, I think this was a move made for Gunner. And I don't want to get to the next segment, but <laughs> or I I or I'm saying I I don't want to take away from the next yeah. segment. But the two Gunners, the last game were Rasul Douglas and Avante Maddox. And my guess is one of those guys is going to be a starting cornerback this week. Mm. So do you, you think prob- that Carson Wentz is jealous? He doesn't get to be a Gunner. Well, he no, is a Gunner. Yes. I, I understand the joke. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, so I'll sell that joke. Yes, I'll sell that joke. So my guest is Shelton Gibson, who was the gunner on the Super Bowl team. Correct? That's right. Got uh, one will, snap. Will replace. And he almost got in a fight. Remember? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Will That's replace great. either Maddox or Douglas, whichever right. one's starting. It's worth pointing out. Um, so in Bo's story, two weeks, it was a really good day after piece on on all the key plays, and you talked about why Cindy right. Jones was in the game. Uh, in the Cowboys game, and it, we found out Russell Douglas had cramps. Right. And I asked Russell Douglas about it, and he's like, yeah, well, I'm playing every special team snap. Mm-hmm. So perhaps he's not playing every special oh, team snap. Oh, there you either. go. So just something to watch out for. Okay. Any, anything else stand out today? Well, what's, what's your assessment of the, uh, I like getting the mood, you know? You mm. guys have been at every open locker room and media availability all year. What's your sense of sort of the... I think there is a little bit of swag that has returned, but okay. in even more than the locker room, I think the uh, I thought the best example we, we've got this week of of the mood of the team was the question to Jim Schwartz yesterday yes. about uh, mm. you know how do you how do you handle a guy who's got so much you know Russell Wilson has so much playoff experience and and Schwartz cut it off goes so do we. Mm. So I thought that was the Schwartz I did is. sense like at practice today I thought there was a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of a swagger. Well, no, you know everyone's O and O in the. Well, you throw the records out when you get to the playoffs. Oh, you didn't do the uh, the thing I expected. Yep. That's <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so they seem they seem in a good place. They it, it's almost. They, I mean, it, yeah, this it, is all. It's, it's like all a house sort of money type. Yeah. Uh, it's like a house money type environment, right? I mean, for, I think they're I think they're very excited that the line has flipped so that they can be underdogs. Yes, again. they are. I think it was one and a half earlier yeah. today. When I look, they are underdogs. Uh, they've got. I mean, think just think about these guys we're talking about. I mean, you know, <laughs> six weeks ago, I don't know if I have my timing right. You yeah. guys can correct me, but the guys who are going to have to make plays in these game in this game, Boston Scott, Greg Ward, Josh Perkins, Big Bob Davis, Deontay Burnett, like these guys didn't know if they would be playing in the NFL. And now they're going to be yeah, in like, a playoff game with the whole country watching, yep. with a chance to at home, with a chance to advance to the divisional round. I, it's amazing. I like the idea that that like Shelton Gibson was here, and he's like he comes back to the wide receiver room, and like all he recognizes is Greg Ward. Like it's, it's uh, yeah. I wonder. I don't know. I wonder is there any like precedent for this? Like has there been another team like this with so many guys who are just plucked off the street who will now be playing? In a playoff game, I don't know. I was going to say cornerback last that, year, but, but that, yeah. that wasn't so many. But so. they did, they did pull Cravon off, and they pulled Josh Hawkins off. Mm-hmm. He was playing in the playoff game, so those are two guys. Here Not you go. Well, I've, but... I've got an injury report mm. for you guys here. All right, today's Wednesday. Running. Did not participate in practice. Nelson Aguilar and Miles Sanders limited. Derek Barnett, Fletcher Cox, Zach Ertz, Lane Johnson. Sidney Jones, Avante Maddox, mm. Jalen Mills. What's up with Sidney Jones? Sidney Jones has a back. Okay. And Avante, and what about the, Fletcher? the mystery injury for Avante oh. is an abdomen. An abdomen. Interesting. Yes. That, is a, that is a mystery. Maybe he just ate one of those Fletcher Cox uh, chips that you have. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> Fletcher Cox has a triceps. Boy, to go along yeah, with the biceps. He's had that. That's what he oh, had yes. in the okay. uh, Cowboys game before the forced fumble. Did he also have a bicep? No, it was no, always a tricep. I'm sure he still has them. Yeah. The it's it's the location on the arm. Yeah, I know I know yeah. what a tricep okay. is. Okay. Jeez. This guy thinks I've never done a tricep exercise? Yeah. Well, I gotta, you know. Sorry about that. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So there's your injury report. All right. Shall we get to the squall twenty two or you Very football else? guy comment from Zach today. Okay. What'd he say? He was uh, apoplectic that uh, his wife suggested he eat tofu for dinner. Mm, like, I, I was hearing you guys talking about tofu. This, yeah. I'm not having tofu. I thought no. that was a very football guy. It's concussion not a football uncle guy. Yeah. It, it has nothing to do with a football guy. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of because you know you go to like um, Indy for the combine, yeah. and it's like God forbid anyone eat at a restaurant <laughs> that doesn't have like a, a steak the size of your head there. <laughs> I mean, God, what an out, what a freaking outcast you yeah. are! That part is accurate. No, it's if if tofu. <laughs> what am I going to eat it with a tutu? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the I th- it's the consistency of. Like, I can understand yeah, tofu. Not, yeah, yeah. Tofu yeah. is a very high variance food. Yeah. I oh, think, I agree with that. I think if you got a good tofu and a nice yeah. sauce, you know, maybe some Asian cuisine. Uh, 
I think you, you may find yourself liking yeah. it more than you think. But a lot of time, you know, if you try to make it at home, if it's not done correctly, mm-hmm. you know, Mexican places sometimes try to give you some type of tofu and a taco, which I've never enjoyed. Like, okay. you really don't need that. I mean, the taco is all about, like, the fixins, in my opinion. And you want some crunch. And the tofu is not giving you, no, not giving you crunch. No, it's not. It kind of ruins it. So, so I'm, I'm looking for more of, like, a solid meat than a... Okay. A, yeah. Okay. I think that I, I actually, it's not even high variance. It's that it's um, it's hard to do well. Like you, I, I think that's true. Uh, yeah. The like the bell curve of uh, of a tofu is slanted and pretty heavily in the below average the, direction. The best tofu I've had. Mm. Shoot, I don't know the name of the place. It's near the uh, Ritz in Old City. I don't know that they, uh, they make like a Morimoto. No, no, no. It's uh, like a. It's not a famous place. Okay. They make like a General So's oh. tofu. So instead of a chicken, and when I uh, nice. lived near there, uh, I actually I would love to go there like right now and eat I it. Like it that. was delicious. Should we stop the pod? Uh, yeah, I loved how yesterday, by the way, Bo said Sheil just texted me. Uh, he's in. Like the pod is not live, Zach. I couldn't have texted him. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That you was know? a joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think Zach fell for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zach fell for it. I assumed you were texting him. All right, I'm, while I'm at it, I'm going to get to a couple other um, Birdsman's okay. pieces before the next segment. Uh, I've noticed that, you know, Bo has been crushing you for the Shermer thing, and we haven't been crushing Bo enough for the Shermer thing. That's before totally true. Before you joined the pod. That's absolutely correct. You know, I was, could just crush him because, what was it, 2007? When did Shermer first get the job? 17? Well, it wasn't. It, it well, the started. It was 18. It actually. I will. I will go. Okay, I will go myself here. It started because I picked the Vikings to beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship oh, game. Really? And immediately when I did it, I, I, I expressed regret on the pod, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I just picked Pat Shermer." Okay. That's, that's how it started. And then the next then year, you thought the Giants, the Giants would be better than you thought I thought the Giants place. would be the second best team. In Which the I was because like, of Eli, right? No, right. because, because of Shermer. Because I'm like, of are Beckham. you crazy? Because, you of their, because they had the best playmakers. In the mm, well, so so he's now put that off on you. And so just, you know, feel free to, but to, to fire back. But to I've never shared a stake with the man. Okay. I've never shared a stake with him either. Uh, I, yeah, but that's besides the I point. also want to say, Bo, you have to pick... Uh, your pick has to be consistent this week, so don't try your. It's nonsense. already too late. I was on the Seahawks uh, Athletic podcast yesterday, and you made a pick, and, I, and they made me make a pick, and I told them, I told them up front, I'm going to change this pick. All right, fine, I will allow that. Your official pick needs to be on our pod Friday uh, in the cheat sheet. Do you have to make a pick anywhere else? No, that's it. Okay. Yeah. So it needs to be consistent. Those well, I'll two... probably do for. There's probably an athletic thing, another thing. But All right. I'll so those three need to match. So right, whenever your first deadline is, that's right, fine. Right. Uh, I do like I I do object to like don't make me make a pick on a on a Tuesday or Wednesday. I, I like to think yeah. about that. I like to that's let the week. That's fine, but yeah, I think you can handle that and say okay, I, you know not, I may not stick with this, but uh, yeah, you want to play ball. You yeah. don't want to be rude. You know we like our Seattle writers. Shout yeah. out. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Future head coach Michael Sean Duger. I had a uh, note on on the thing about uh, why don't the cornerbacks turn their heads. And I think this actually... Fran did a good job of going He did, and I, yeah. he really, I feel like, stole my thunder. I, was, <laughs> I had a note here. I said, oh, I, I actually know this. I've asked players yeah. about this. I think it might have been even in that Byron Maxwell clip that you guys played okay. way back. So when you're... You oh, know, really? That one from... I, yeah. From, I think I may have been asking him about that. I know I've asked Jalen yeah. Mills about this before, but when you are sort of beat on a play, you know, right. I guess the football terms are in phase or out of phase... You don't want to turn your head because if a guy's got a step on you right. and you turn your head and try to track the ball, you're yeah, that that's not what you're supposed to do. The guy will probably increase his separation and you will get beat more. So you actually stare at the receiver and you're trying to get your uh, hand in between their hands. That's like the coaching point okay. because they cannot catch the ball if your hand is yeah. in between their hands. And that's why receivers are taught to uh, show, quote unquote, late, late hands. hands. You don't want to get your hands up there. Early, where the guy knows the ball's coming, you want to wait and then get him up there. So uh, that is the, I, I think, the coaching point. So a lot of times they're not taught to always get their head around. Now, if you're right with the guy or you're on top of the guy, then yeah, get your head around and make a play on the ball. But you don't always do that. Now, it that, was the is uh, that like only if you're beat, or is it anytime you're playing trail technique? As I, well? I think, but yeah, I think if you're behind, if the guy is on top of you, okay. 
There was one the other day that seemed like I think it was Rasul should okay. have got his head around it. There was okay. the Sidney Jones one where he was beat and he didn't yes. get his head around. That was a nice. Oh, we'll, like, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that bad boy. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. What what was the thing about Chris Long reading the Athletic? I was not following that. He was on. I I didn't listen to it, but uh, uh, somebody alerted me on Twitter that he used my uh, head coach stat and said that he read it on the Athletic. Oh. Where did he use it? On his uh, podcast with Rosillo. You should cite oh. the name of the podcast. What is the name of the podcast? Well, did he's the Ryan Rosillo show. Okay. Well, did he cite Bo Wolf or just the Athletic? I believe he said he just cited the Athletic. Okay. Yes. Well, that's good. He's reading. Exactly. That's, that's what I nice. said. Okay, yeah. And, and we were wondering, is, is that a type of thing where he has a, he's looking up on the app on his phone and it's, it's just part of his rotation? Or did he get emailed the link to the story? I wonder which one's more flattering. The regular reader, or the or the story is good enough. Mm, the that regular reader. The link. I think I would prefer the regular. I would reader. think he's a regular reader. I would. I would. Imagine I'm, I'm guessing he's got. He's, I'm sure he's got a Monday routine. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the day that. after is part of it. Yes, look at that. Maybe both Bo story this this Monday. How Chris Long inspired the <laughs> Eagles to be to a win over the Seahawks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then last couple things. Did here. you? Are, are you going to fight Zach over the Chris Long thing? There's no, no see, I right thought right. this is so off base yeah. because here's what happened. It's it's actually a credit to me, you know. Which oh, probably not it's get, actually a credit, which to is me. we first, you know, we came back, we start yeah. the pod, we're covering the team, and I start watching some Chris Long in the preseason. I go, this guy's got a lot of juice. He's mm-hmm. really going to help them this year. So it really should be that I'm getting credited for seeing how he helped them during the Super Bowl run. And then Bo, I mean, I didn't interview Chris Long for a long time because Bo was in my head. And then Bo yeah, was go- that. Bo was yeah. uh, you know writing all these Chris Long things with his questionnaires. He was always helpful. Yes. And uh, so, so, yeah. He was I, a big part of the Wolfstand. He was a big part of the Wolfstand. It's pretty uh, good. Uh, yeah. You know, I feel like I told you weeks ago that if you're having this heat issue, the Kapadia home is available. You're going to <laughs> uncle's houses. You're going all over the tri-state area. Yeah. Well, we got a guest room. What are you? You're not comfortable staying at the Kapadia house? No, you, you no. thought I was lying. Listen, I mean, what's the deal? Most of this, most of this was pre-planned. Okay, wait, so which is wait, why you don't we like weren't... when someone talks about your private life on the. Uh... No, I have no problem talking about it. I just <laughs> okay. object to this take. Okay, a lot of this. Part of the reason that it has been okay is because we were we were going to spend time with my family in New York anyway. Okay, and we were also away. Uh, for the holidays to see Rachel's family in Maine. Okay. So there hasn't been that much time when we needed it. We stayed an extra day in New York and then yeah, I mean they were uh, the the uncle's house was empty in the okay. city. Right. Rachel in case they don't have a car, they can okay. stick around stroller wise instead of you know going all the way out to media. Listen, staying we, at Bob staying next to Bob Costas and Al Michaels. We've got a you know, we got a little side yard in case you could run around. We, nice. We've got a bunch we got a big playroom. We've got uh, some kids' toys laying around. Well, listen, they're supposed to fix it tomorrow, but if they don't fix it tomorrow, if they if if, if the part doesn't fit, maybe we'll yeah. We'll, I mean, I'm not really we'll concerned about it. you, but you know, wife and child, yeah, uh, they could have a great time at the Capaldi. I'm household. sure they would. Okay. All right. Zach is offered as well. Yeah, and that goes. You can also come to the Capaldi household anytime you want. I appreciate that. Okay. Thank you. I'm, still, right. I'm still waiting for that acai bowl. We could have had it. We could have mm-hmm. had a latte, an acai bowl. We got a lot of things going on. New, new latte breakfast. machine. A few months ago, yeah. Oh, yeah, we covered no. that on the pod already. Did we? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then last thing I want to get to before the Squall 22. Have you noticed Bo's been a little salty this week? Uh, today he's been I fine. Have. yeah. But I found I... him to be a little... What do you mean this week? Uh, there's only been one no, other day. especially this week. You know, like we got pitched a story idea that we had a little message <laughs> yes. about, uh, and he just went off on it. Well, I was trying uh, to protect Zach on that one because Zach, they, the, the, the yeah, story idea okay. is right, something that was to get, unfair to Zach. And, and then there was a, you know, you have a Russell Wilson piece on The Athletic today. Yes. And, uh, you know, you were doing research and you found like a little blog post I did yeah. before and you... And you sent it to me, and you know, I said, uh, "Oh yeah, that's one's framed on the wall. I won an award for it." Yes. Totally joking. Yeah, and enough. I understood the joke. And how yeah. about Bo mm. coming yes. at me? He, he, you think he knows me better? He thought I was actually bragging about yeah. it, like legitimately. That I, I actually did. Me. Well, yeah. Yeah. this is a good lesson, and it's it should be my resolution for 2020. Yeah. Don't text and drive. Oh yeah, you know, you did. I would say that for everybody. Yeah, I I'm know. very I'm serious on that. You should not You're do right. that. You're that is very right. dangerous. But I'll 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 gaze up shield for a second. I was uh, so I I found this link to a story shield had in his efforts twenty four seven, and I went down a little uh, what do you call it a rabbit hole or a mm-hmm. wormhole uh, because they had you know five most read stories on the side, mm-hmm. and I guess they were all related to to what I was reading, 
And so I was going down. I, I was reading old Birds 24-7 stuff. Long live Birds 24-7. That was a good... Mm. There was really quality content there. Great site. Great t-shirt. Yeah. Great t-shirt? T-shirt. Oh, yeah, t-shirt. Just wore yesterday. Oh, right. yeah. And they still have great uh, Eagles coverage, right? <laughs> no, but I'm saying... But, like, there was... there was, was paid if he was doing. Yeah, there was good nuggets there, so... All right, so everything's okay. You just... A little salty this week. Moving around. No heat. Yeah, I mean, you know, okay. five five beds in five okay, days. My right. neck is not uh, just making sure. You know what Bo did on Monday? What? I I don't think this was necessary. He drove back from East Rutherford to Doug Peterson's press conference, then Two drove back up sleep. in New York. What? What's the matter with it's you? The playoffs. Oh my god! Everybody's dealing with something this time of year. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, okay. Do you want to know actually the silliest part of that of that transaction? This is really silly. Sure. Uh, That's a, insane. A friend of mine. Uh, who has moved to San Francisco has uh, his <laughs> like like years ago <laughs> has uh, a sister in New Jersey who has been holding on to his record collection for like years and years and uh, they're finally like we need to get rid of this and so he wants to bequeath it to like the friend group but somebody had to get it and so on Monday when I was driving back from Philly to New York I went out of my way to stop and get those records. Mm. On two hours of sleep. On, well, I did take an extra hour nap when what I got What a hipster, huh? Yeah. Record collection. That's mm, okay. Mm. I like the hipsters. Okay. A record player? Do you have a record player? I do have a record player. Oh, oh, wow. Look at this there guy. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's going to show up with a mustache on a Sunday. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the school. Wait, wait, wait. So you are, you're, in for the, you're in for the Super Bowl road trip. I'm in. If they make the Super Bowl, I'll 100% drive to Miami. Let's do yeah. it, baby. You don't have to commit now. Yeah, you can decide. How I would have to have. Yeah, I mean, we are like we're going to browbeat you into it by no, that point. Yeah, we'll peer pressure yeah. you into it. You don't it. have to commit now, but you're coming. Those hours are valuable, man. You know, you said that. <laughs> I don't. I don't Those feel the same valuable. way. I felt like. Uh, I felt like Super Bowl week, you know, yeah, people were just ready for the game. Like, you dropped some fun stuff, you were done. I felt like the more valuable week was here at the Novocare Complex the week, before. the week before. I agree with that. You know? I mean, speak for yourself. Then you get some little nuggets mm. there. I'm in Jeffrey Lurie's hotel. That's plus true. that first yeah. day. Plus that first day. <laughs> plus true. that first day, there's nothing till media night. Yeah. That first, yeah, that Monday. That's yeah. correct. So you got, you got an extra day built in. Okay. Now, I do have a... Uh, Daughter's birthday celebration that Saturday, so we'll, mm. we'll work out the details. But we'll, okay, we'll, go, we'll leave after that. Yeah, yeah, if we come to. Or okay. the celebration could be in the car. I don't think that would fly, but okay. <laughs> All right, Squall Twenty Two. Well, let's start. You said you had two questions for me. Well, my, here's my number one question. I think I know what they're going to be. How did Matt Pryor play? All right, so here's my take on Matt Pryor, and I yeah. am not a uh, offensive line aficionado. I know what I know based on talking mm. to coaches and players and then uh, trying to see with my eyes. So uh, maybe this will be wrong. I feel like Matt Pryor, uh, you know, Jeff Stoutland always talked about his hands, right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. he did. So he's got these violent hands, and that showed up. Like when he strikes somebody, there were a couple times where mm. you're like, whoa, all right, the guy gets pushed back. So he is a big, strong, powerful man. Mm. As they say, his lack of athleticism, I thought, really shows up. If there are stunts or blitzes or times where he has to move quickly in pass protection, it almost felt like he was... And again, this was a tough situation. He's coming in right. mid-game. He doesn't have a lot of experience. It looked to me like he was just trying to survive and moving at a different, much slower speed than the rest of the offensive linemen. Uh, to the point where I think it would be very concerning going into this game. Okay. Now, another week of reps, and he knows he's playing and all that. And less so than, I mean, Halapula Vativata is not the most I guess, athletic I guess guy that either. was my point. Like, if, if it was, all right, Lane Johnson's going to play, who are you playing at right guard? To me, it's a no-brainer that you would play Vitae at right guard okay. over prior. Okay. Maybe others disagree. There's the answer. And it also leads me to, if Lane Johnson doesn't play, and it's prior and Vitae, mm, it's a tough situation now. Yeah. you got to really kind of coach your way, whether it's... Helping them, moving the pocket, get the ball out quickly. It's I mean, tough. I don't know. And they, to their credit, they've done a good job in those situations before, especially when not necessarily making up for shortcomings on the offensive line, but I feel like when they play a great pass rusher, they do a really good job of scheming. So it's you know somewhat similar, I guess. And as you pointed out yesterday, the Seahawks do not have a great pass rush. They actually have one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL by every metric, and they just happen to have... And their, they're bad against the run. Yeah, they just happen to have their... Pretty much their best game of the season, right. the first time against the Eagles. So their best two game stretch certainly was that was those two yes, games. Yes, and yeah. Clowney didn't play in that game. Right. So 
They've got players capable. They're not a great pass rush team, but that's like a big matchup, I think, the right side of the Eagles' offensive line um, against their pass rush. Yeah, I always wish there was a way in the NFL to measure VORP, you know, like mm-hmm. like like value over the, the, the replacement Excuse level yourself. player. But, <laughs> but, uh, no, or. no, but I'm, I think that's, that's so significant when you look at a, at a team's roster is not just replacement level, but micro on the team who's their replacement because if you're losing a guy who, who you have a lot of depth at that spot, you can withstand it. Yeah. But well, losing, that's an interesting concept because the Eagles offense is literally half filled with replacement players. Like yes. the concept of replacement player, that is More who so, right? that yeah. is who Josh Perkins is and Deontay Burnett and Absolutely. Big Bob Davis and uh, even Boston Scott and Greg Ward. Like guys called up from the practice squad, that is a replacement player. So, so maybe that speaks to the quality of their wide receivers. Maybe the the production, the sixty catch seasons that Nelson Aguilar mm. had. Perhaps <laughs> that was just because of the offense that he was. Well, in. and I think that's right. It, but I think offensive line, we might see it more pronounced. I think that's that probably we'll right. We'll see how good. Brandon Brooks is and how good Lane Johnson is how and how well they play together when bo- if both of them are out because in that first Seattle game it was a disaster it was a I, disaster it I, was the yeah. biggest disaster of the game yes. really i mean no one played well but their offensive line you look at like every play key play that got screwed up there it was their offensive line yeah. it was their worst game of the season so i definitely w- i would i would guess that like the difference between the uh, last receiver on a roster and the receiver on a practice squad is is less significant than the same thing with an offensive lineman. So I think that's probably right. There you go. Okay. Anything else on the offense? On the offense, let me see here. Where's my notes? I, I was I, I was I asked both Doug and Wentz a little bit about this today, but you know, without Ertz. I mean, yeah. they didn't have a lot of options. It's not like they could have gone heavy 11 personnel with the receivers yeah. they had. I think it probably was mostly just that, like, Josh Perkins knows the plays more than a lot of the other guys. Yeah. But it was a little bit interesting that even without Zach Ertz, they still went heavy 12 personnel uh, with Goddard and Perkins. I wonder if they're going to change that this week. Mm. I feel like Perkins is kind of killing them, to be quite honest. I mean, among the replacement right. level yeah. guys. Uh, he can't block. He can't block, and you know whether it's timing or he doesn't give you much as a know, receiver. I don't know that I trust that they will move off of that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so what would it what would it be if they go eleven personnel as their main grouping this week? It would be well, more, who knows what's going on with Arthega Whiteside, right? Uh, but I mean, it. I think it's. I think it's Ward. I think Burnett is like. Ascending a little bit ahead of Davis, maybe. Okay, so Ward Burnett and either an Ortega Whiteside or a Big Bob Davis, huh? Yeah, we'll see. Like, I mean, I thought Doug's answer. Now there's they can also still do the you know they can do the Sanders and Scott together. They can yeah. do that. I think that you're gonna see a lot of that. Yeah. I think Scott they want on the field. Um, I thought Doug's answer to your question was a good one. That they need to play eleven sometimes, especially on third downs, right. to get some speed on the field. Yeah, which is a good idea. Yeah, and and Wentz's answer was more like, "This is what we're comfortable in." This is what, yeah. so, yeah. which which leads me to think that maybe they won't make that. But change. Wentz was well, telling Josh Perkins. So, well, here's the deal: the Seahawks. Yeah. Can't remember if you guys mentioned this or not. Play more base defense right. than any team in the NFL at an alarming rate in. They did that with Kendricks before. Yep. He's a very athletic player. Now they don't have Kendricks. So if you're playing 11 personnel against, you know, you're still probably going to get three linebackers a lot. Uh, maybe you can win some of those matchups. Obviously, they play a lot of zone, so it's not like you're matching up one of these guys against a, a linebacker necessarily. But uh, I think that's something to keep an eye out for. So on opposing coach conference calls, I never kind of take what – because 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 no coach is going to come on and, and rip the team – but I always try to look out for who they bring up unprompted, okay? Because that shows, like, they're watching film, and this is a guy who is sticking to their mind when they're talking to the team. Yeah. And Pete Carroll uh, brought up Boston Scott. Mm. Uh, like oh, yeah, I could see him liking a Boston yeah, Scott. Yeah, and because he was saying how Miles Sanders goes down, and Boston Scott did, and did a lot of the things that Miles Sanders mm-hmm. was doing for them. Um, so I think if the Eagles are saying, who are our five best skill guys? I think they're going to try to find a way to get Miles Sanders and Boston Scott on the field together. Okay. Yeah, and I know I've ripped the two running back thing. And, of course, Sanders actually had a very nice block on that, uh, on that Boston Scott, like mm. was it a run or a little flip to the left. Uh, he, he was like a lead blocker and did a, uh, did a really good job there. Scott, as a receiver, very uh, impressive 
in this game, just the way he sets up the screens and then explodes. And that screen was a great play because he had to like uh, sort of block the linebacker who was blitzing, and then it was like a one-handed catch. Yeah, it was, was not an easy catch. And then he sprinted. And a nice down. little throw from Wentz to get it up there. Yes, down the right sideline. Uh, Wentz is really making, you know, I, I feel like for a, a period of the season we were saying Wentz isn't making mistakes, and that was like his strength. N- now you're actually, I feel like during the stretch, making he's making plays. like those two or three plays a game. Yes. Where you're just like, wow, you know, all right, these are the ones you've been sort of waiting for. Um, that throw to Goddard under pressure, I mean, it was a great catch also, but like that was the right side of the offensive line was terrible on that play. I mean, he was getting crushed, and to get that ball out there, I thought that was a huge play. I think it was the game was tied at that yeah. time, and that was a third down. That was a terrific play. Obviously, the throw to Perkins was great. That throw to Deontay Burnett was you know, unbelievable. Great. And so I think keep getting him outside the pocket, let him do those different things. Again, it's not a... Uh, the formula is what it's always been. They're going to run the ball, screens, bootlegs, and let Wentz make plays and uh, see what see what happens there. All right, the offensive line we talked about. I thought Kelsey was mauling people in on like every big play I watched. He had a key block. It felt like in this game, so he played very well. Goddard, you know, the resources came up big, uh, and he's going to have to continue to play really well. I mean, that catch off his shoelaces. That was you nice. Know, that was a nice catch. Then the one on the right side that we just talked about, those also. And no Kendricks this week. Right. So uh, those also were very nice plays. Now, the uh, Claire, uh, the cornerback situation, what what do you think we're going to see? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, I'm just asking. Yes. And I'm just asking. Is that a thing? No, no. Oh. We're switching to the defense. Oh, I thought you were doing like a choreo. I thought there was no, a choreo. No, 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 that's okay. no. There's no, there's yeah. no shtick there. I don't know. Is there anything else with the offense that's interesting? No, I don't think so. I just wanted I'm to make sure. Yeah, okay. Like right. What do you think the uh, quarterback situation will be on Sunday? And then I will tell you what I thought on film. What do I think it will be? Yeah. Or what do I think I both. would do? Both. Answer is always both whenever anyone asks a question. Like yeah, that. you're probably right. Is it the, uh, you know, when you guys have those big plays, is it more right. is this, it this or, or this? this? Well, it's a little, little bit of both, both. every yeah. time. Yeah, you can't frame it that Don't way. Don't do that. You can't frame it that way. I'm guilty of that often. Um, for me, I want LeBlanc on the field. Mm. Um, yeah. And and Mills is going to be out there if he if he plays. I think that I would do, I think that I would do Mills, Maddox, and LeBlanc. I don't know if, if Maddox okay. is comfortable on the right side, but I think that that's what I would do. I don't know that that's what they will do. I guess water gun to my head, I would think that they're going to just do Mills, Douglas, LeBlanc, and maybe just play a lot of dime. You think they're going to put LeBlanc over Maddox? No, I think Maddox. You I think, said Mills. Uh, Mills, Matt, Mills, Douglas, Maddox. Okay. And then they'll play a lot of dime to get okay. LeBlanc on the field. Wait, wait, yes. wait. That's not what you said. You said that's what you- I meant. You said you got to get LeBlanc on the. That's field. what I yes. would do. I would do. Yeah, then he said what he thinks. I would do Mills, Maddox on the outside. Just give me the nickel. LeBlanc. All right. And the nickel. Yes. I think they are going to do Maddox as the nickel, but try to get LeBlanc on the field by playing dime. I agree with you. So there. Mills and Douglas on the outside. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's what I think they're going to do. Okay, that's what you think they're going to do. And no one mentioned Sidney Jones. I know you guys had that conversation yesterday, so you don't think he... I'm not the defensive coordinator. So. <laughs> what, 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 what would you do? Like I think Sydney's playing well, but uh, yeah, probably Mills. Okay, Douglas, you don't think he's earned nice. like a, a role or anything? Okay. Uh, well, I, I sort of agree. I think LeBlanc is definitely better than Maddox as the nickel right now. Mm. I mean, based on how again, it's a small sample, but if you're talking about how LeBlanc has played like in that game, and then going back to last year compared to how yeah. Maddox has played as the nickel this year, I think LeBlanc is a better has been better. I mean, flat out. So, but uh, so the thing with LeBlanc is he did not even get in the lineup, or he did not get on the field yeah. against the Cowboys. I think a lot of it has to do with the type of slot they play against. Okay. You know, I, I don't think they like him as much against the kind of smaller, shifty slot. But I think the he, he doesn't have a lot of speed. Yeah. I, I think when you're looking for, when you're playing against a physical slot right. receiver, you want LeBlanc. Okay. Do you uh, agree or disagree? I think that's part of it. Sidney Jones, I, I think, is is interesting because... If you look at that one play, uh, he really got beaten badly by Sterling Shepard down the uh, mm. right sideline there, and it was a terrible throw. Uh, it was like a fade from the slot, and really a better throw there 
and that is a 62-yard touchdown. Like, I thought the separation on that play was more than, like, any of the plays where Russell Douglas got okay. beat. And so it's just kind of the narrative. Like, if that yeah. if that's a better throw, then Sidney Jones is giving up a 62-yard touchdown in what is a very close game, and we're saying, oh, my gosh, right. Sidney Jones again now. Having said that, that's one play. It happens to every corner, so I don't want to make it. Uh, he wasn't getting beat all game. He's made nice plays when he got in there, but I think that's just something to keep in mind. Like I don't, I don't think I would be very surprised if they trusted him more than Russell Douglas. I agree at with this that. point. I didn't think Douglas was as bad as maybe some uh, kind of painted him out to be. You know, I, I think there were he had more. He had some very good plays. Yeah, and then he. Got beat. We know he's going to get beat with speed, and you are facing two very fast receivers, so it's a it's a concern here. I'm writing the blueprint for how the Seahawks would beat the Eagles, and number one is attack the corners yeah. on the outside relentlessly downfield yeah. all game long. Whether it's set them up with slants and then double moves, whether it's um, you know just just running fades down the sideline on on first down. I mean, all those things. You might get a penalty. You might beat them, but like that has to be atop their their kind of. I didn't. I, I didn't think that he was that bad, but I thought what was telling was that it seemed pretty clear that the Giants yes. were throwing in his. Like that was what they thought That's the true. best option was. I have a quick Douglas correction. I said before they had Douglas and Maddox as the gunners. I was actually thinking of the punt return unit. They were on the outside, um, not the punt coverage. Uh, so I would need to look into who was the gunner on the punt coverage because Craig James had been filling that role before, although Craig James did exit the game with an injury. Is he on the injury report today? We, I read it out. all out, so I don't, yeah, I, don't, um, I don't think I mentioned him. I have some breaking news here, some okay. sad breaking news. Really? Yeah. Sad? A death. Oh. Oh, jeez. David Stern. Really? Yeah. Oh, the commish. Hmm. Okay. Just end the podcast there. Shout out to the uh, people who give me uh, the updates when people die. Bernie Mac dead. Okay. Well, uh, thoughts to David Stern's family. <laughs> All right. There's no easy way to uh, transition from that one, I guess. <laughs> no. So uh, here, here's a, a concern. This is the second time in three weeks where they've had a play where the offense, like, uses motion pre-snap and they try to rotate mm. and this time it was Craven LeBlanc moving back as the uh, free safety and then Rasul Douglas got beat on a 33-yard completion and LeBlanc was out of position so that's something to keep an eye on where if they're going to use motion and you're going to rotate the safeties then you need to do a better job that's the second time in three weeks that's happened all right I think those were my main school 22s anything else um I think that's about it okay all right. Dreams and nightmares. Flightmares. So this segment is very simple. We're going to talk about best case scenario and worst case scenario on each side of the ball. Where should we start? You tell me. You're the host. I don't know. I haven't done any prep on myself for this one. So let's do, uh, let's start with the worst case. It's like, um, you know, you get the sort of uh, mixed ice cream and you have the one you like better than the other. You always eat the one you don't like first, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You don't do that? You eat sure. the... I try to go half and half first. What do you mean half and half? Well, you take a spoon. You go what? You go both? back and back. Well, yeah, take a little bit of both. No. Together or together? No, oh, I, interesting. I, I mean, the one I, I don't like. Have you ever seen the episode on the black and white cookie? Sure. Yeah. Racial harmony. Yes, that's how I view. That's how I view my ice cream. <laughs> okay. If 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 I have two flavors together, I, I want I want all the flavor I can get. Interesting. That's really he underrated. Is the ice cream guy. I mean, I usually will get the. Uh, now every time I'm getting ice cream, I'm getting a, like a, a scoop of two different. You know. That's something I feel like I didn't do as a kid. It's a great treat. Okay. You guys are sure. Yeah. All right. Offense. Uh, let's start with Bo. He looks like he's put a lot of preparation into this. <laughs> what is the best case scenario? I thought you said worst case first. Oh, you're right. I did. Worst case scenario for the offense in this game where Monday morning will just feel like a, uh, a funeral in the city because of how they performed. Um, okay, Carson Wentz tears his ACL on the yeah. first play of the game. Okay, and then uh, on the second play of the game, Jason Kelsey's knee buckles. God. And right. I mean, like, well, I, like worst case scenario. Yeah, maybe let's, let's do a non-injury. Okay, non-injury. Okay, let's do a non-injury related one. Uh, I didn't really think out this segment. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, well, well, yeah, like I, like I a bomb was... a bomb is dropped on Lincoln Financial mm, Field is worst case okay. scenario. No, you know, no, I I do think the way the game goes. I think okay. the, the Wentz injury conversation is. I don't think that's irrelevant to have. We saw with Brandon Brooks last year. I think the only way that that I mean, Monday year, is like fu- yeah. funereal is if there is a is if there is an injury 
Exactly, to the quarterback. because that lingers mm-hmm. into, you know, if an injury occurs on January, what's the game going to be on the 4th? Um, yeah. Today's the 1st? Yeah. yeah. So if, it, if, if an injury occurs then... The 5th. The 5th. If, if the injury occurs on the 5th, then it pushes you... Real, it puts you around the season. I think Carson tours ACL on December fourteenth, December third. All my days. This, Don't worry yeah. about dates. Yeah, and, what are we doing? <laughs> dates here? Who even try to accomplish that? He didn't come back until week three right. of the following season. Yeah. So a Carson injury would would be catastrophic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So injuries aside, um, injuries aside, I think the worst case scenario is that right side of the offensive line cradle craters again. Carson Wentz has like two or three fumble giveaways. They're off at their guy, like the guy, these guys like Greg Ward and Boston Scott, who have been making big plays down the stretch, are not able to do so in the playoffs. They are they prove not effective in one on one situations, and it looks like uh, the four game winning streak to end the season was really just a result of playing bad teams. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think that that's really that crazy. No, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, I think the worst case for the uh, scenario for the way this season could go uh, for the Eagles is the right side of the offensive line just just collapses. Okay. And I mean, and the left side too. Like Jason Peters, sure. like let's not let's not pretend like they're on lockdown. And then and then the other thing I, I was going to say is if is if they play like mediocre, but well enough that they start to talk themselves into certain guys. Uh, I just want to say this. Before the playoffs, and I, I, I said this a few weeks ago, nothing that can happen in these final games should obscure the problems that this team has. And if you start to go on a run, you can you can fall into that trap of talking yourself into. Yeah, I think like, that's right. Like, oh, maybe maybe this guy should be our starting outside receiver next year, or maybe we can get by with you know Vitae at yeah. You know, yeah. So I, I, I don't think that's think, right. Yeah, I don't think you want that to happen. And. Uh, on that point, somebody was saying today, like, you know, you have to give Howie credit for, like, you know, going out and getting Deontay Burnett and these guys. Like, no, you don't have to give him credit for that. That's like, those are things that anybody can do. And what he doesn't get credit for thinking that uh, he had to commit resources to Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey if guys like that were always out there. Like, that's well, bad self scouting. You can criticize the Nelson Aguilar thing and say, you were able to find guys off the street who came in and contribute. Right. It's not zero sum, but it's yes. like that matters so much more than you sure. being able to find Deontay sure. Burnett who made one catch the other day. Like yeah. that's I, great. I just think you, you need to view the whole picture. You can't put everything in a vacuum. So. I, I mean, I think it's definitely better to, or more fair to say that like the coach and the quarterback deserve more credit for yes. I mean, these guys were on the street for it's, you know, did you really find a gem or I, yeah, I like know? the, the, End of this season to me is all about Wentz and Peterson. Wrote about. Right. And not like I don't think yeah. that the yeah. front office gets that much credit for the end of this season. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing that I would say, worst case scenario, is like Eagles have the ball down three or down four with two minutes to go and, and Carson Wentz throws an interception or something like that. Yeah, I would actually, my, I think my worst case scenario would be a game that you, it's like a low scoring game that you lose like. 17 to 13 mm. and you have uh after plays chris collinsworth breaking out the telestrator he's got guys open al mm. he's just not hitting them he struggled with his accuracy at times this uh, this is his first playoff game and you know you're looking at maybe like oh, five, yeah five. i don't want to deal with that all offseason that's a <laughs> well, disaster about, you're yeah. right so, you're right you know maybe it's five six high leverage plays where doug schemes it up and you got guys running wide open and uh, that is awful. And he he misses them. That's a good one. And you're left with an off season of thinking about uh, thinking about that game. Yeah, that's a terrible narrative to go into the. I feel like I'm really good at worst case scenarios. I don't know what that says about me. So you didn't even you didn't even consider the alien invasion <laughs> no, scenario. Uh, all right, worst case scenario on defense. Zach can start this one. Uh, I I'd say worst case scenario on on defense would be. Well, for this game in particular, that your defensive line just gets no pressure mm-hmm. whatsoever, and um, Russell Wilson, you know, you know, takes over. You, they had what five sacks in the last Seahawks in the last Eagles Seahawks game. Sounds yeah. sounds right. Yes. Yeah. The 
the, the thing, I, I sound like an analyst here, but the thing about Russell Wilson mm-hmm. is he's going to extend plays. He, there's going to be opportunities to get to him. If your pass rush doesn't get home, he's, he's going to eat you up. And I think bigger picture, um, you, you have three guys on your pass rush who you know are going to be in your starting lineup next year. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett. I don't think either one of those guys you're, you're either replacing or looking to move on from. Um, so if Unless the worst-case scenario happens and one of them injured, has yeah. a severed torso or something. Yeah, so if the pass rush doesn't get home, then you go into the offseason saying, well, what you thought was the strength of your defense was not the strength in, the, in, in a big moment in the game. And by the way, I know he won the uh, day after defensive player of the game, but man, Brandon Graham, I don't know. He was he, all over the place. He's played like a better game than yeah, that. Yeah, he was all over the, the place. Super I probably Bowl didn't probably. even, I did, probably didn't give it even, even enough credit. But. He was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, even some of the plays that didn't show up, uh, you know, on the stat sheet, I think there was one that led to somebody else got a sack. The, the on Barnett it. sack, the right. play before yeah. the fumble was like, he took on two guys. That was a huge play because, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I always... Don't know if this is fair or not, but it looked like Golden Tate was wide open oh, really? running downfield. And like Daniel Jones probably should have got to him before he got sacked. But that that stretch there could have been. One of the two just, dozen plays that could have turned the Giants' yeah, season. That, that really. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't have Eli on the field. <laughs> yeah, Golden Tate, by the way, did you see that clip of, and maybe you saw the play of him like just refusing to block? Cravon LeBlanc yeah. on the fourth down, like I mean, what a what a play by LeBlanc there. That That's is. a first down if he doesn't make that play, or if Golden Tate cares about blocking him. That's true. You know, I don't know. I can kind of relate to him on that. Like if I were a wide receiver, right. there's no chance I'm blocking. Okay. Unless you're Riley Cooper, I don't get paid to block. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, two dozen. Your worst case scenario for the defense? Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's bombs away is mm. is the worst case scenario they give up you know four long huge plays in a game that is otherwise like pretty tight i think that's i mean that is like very easy to imagine yeah i think it's uh, i mean i would agree i think it's that uh, Schwartz just sticks with single high safety. Yeah, we had a couple of cover two inverts. And, like. and uh, Metcalf and Lockett are just running downfield past these corners yeah. all game long, and they don't adjust. Or by the time they do, you know, they say they do, and it's like, well, you did it six minutes left in the fourth quarter right. when you were down by 10 or 14 points, a scenario that we have uh, certainly seen before. Russell Wilson, the last three years, more completions uh, in terms of 30 yards or more downfield than any other quarterback in the NFL. His accuracy numbers are off the charts. I mean, if you look at some of the downfield throws that he makes, there's not a lot of room there. The coverage, this would be a big Ronald Darby game for that (laughs) if he were playing. Oh, the coverage was good, but they threw a bomb uh, right past him. So, yeah, I think that would be the worst-case scenario and uh, not a totally unrealistic one. All right. I thought Jimmy Kemsky, by the way, did a good job on Twitter of showing the plays in that first yes. the Seahawks game that were like the Seahawks 100%. made. Yes. Because there is a school of thought in this building that I disagree with that the Eagles were close in that Eagle in that game. And I think that game was much closer to being like twenty point blowout no than doubt. it was and the Eagles tying it up. I mean it was seventeen three and they got a garbage they time. They got a late Zach Ertz touchdown. Touchdown, yeah. yeah. There was a, a, a throw to Hollister yep. in the end zone that he just sailed. There were two deep plays yeah. to Metcalf that they could have had. Yeah. There was one to uh, Hollister. So I, I totally agree that it yeah, felt this, more like they left plays on the this field. This thought, they only scored 17 points and one was a trick play. Yeah. I don't buy into that. Yeah. And I don't think the Eagles should either. Great. All right, let's go to, let's go to Sunshine. Bo, your best case scenario for the Eagles offense. Uh, you, so I asked uh, when I was on that, that Seahawks podcast, they were asking about Boston <laughs> Scott. And I said, well, like, what is the what is the deal with the Seahawks' run defense? Are they more susceptible, like, up the middle or around the edge? And they both started laughing, like, uh, whatever. <laughs> like, what, whatever you want is there. Uh, so that, to me, is, like, that's the recipe for success is, is the Eagles get to play their, uh, their ideal uh, boggy offense. They get these long touchdown drives. Uh, Boston Scott and Miles Sanders have it cooking, and then that opens up play action. They can get... Uh, some big plays down the field. Dallas got it up to seam, I guess. Uh, and they just dominate the line of scrimmage. And that, that also does not seem too crazy to me. Okay. Terminator? Um, the best case scenario is like Carson Wentz cheat mode. You know, that first time we see him in the playoffs, it's a, it's a, sun, it's a Sunday afternoon game on national television, and he just, he just turns it on. 
and all of a sudden you're saying, is, is he one of the elite guys in this league? Is he a top five guy? And like the signature performance like comes that. out against the Seahawks. I think that's the best case scenario. And we see a little bit of that sort of uh, you know pocket magic that yep, we exactly. have not seen a ton of this year. Like that Washington game running a little bit. Yeah. I think if that happens, then then you start thinking, maybe they could do this. You know, you, I like that. You, you got the hot quarterback. You're talking me into it. You got yeah. the hot quarterback, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like a 37-34 win Ooh. where Collinsworth is going, look at this guy, <laughs> Al. They got him in the pocket. How's he's a magician out there? He rolls to it. He's throwing at guys who were bagging groceries. Well, there's maybe one or two guys in the, <laughs> I on the planet. You, who I've can never get seen out. anybody do anything like this. And he just puts the team on his back yep. and is just making ridiculous throws. And they get the ball with, you know, maybe Russell Wilson leads the Seahawks on a drive and the Eagles get it back with like a minute 20 left mm. and Wentz leads them down the field and they kick a field goal to win it. I mean, in that scenario, Monday morning, this city is, conv- the Miami yeah. thing it's, becomes exactly. a reality, which, you know, we have seen quarterbacks get hot in the postseason. Exactly. Now, never with this cast, of, <laughs> with this yeah. supporting cast, which would really make it something. But that's like the most exciting scenario if you're and an then, Eagles fan. But, and, and then you know what Eagles fans are saying? Well, Deshaun's coming back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You go to San Francisco. Jimmy G's never, yeah. Uh, yeah, what has yeah. he done? And you got Deshaun in the game. And Deshaun in Cali. Yes. Mm. Uh yeah, I think a, a big Carson Wentz performance. You're absolutely right. Everyone's okay, talking man. about that. All right. Last one. Best case scenario for the defense, Berminator. I think best case scenario for the defense is, is the inverse of what I said before, which is that the, the, the defensive line just dominates. Like Bo said, that offensive line is susceptible. And similar to what we said about Carson, um, if you're getting to the quarterback, uh, in the pre, you know, if, if 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 you're getting to the quarterback in the postseason, I think that changes so much as well. So uh, you don't worry about the back end as much. Um, there, you know, you have Jimmy Garoppolo next next week in in theory. Uh, it it could be Aaron Rodgers, but I I just think that a dominant performance from the defensive line is the best case scenario because if they have any shot of doing anything, it's with those guys. It's not with the corners. Uh, I mean, it is it is silly to say like best case scenario is get a lot of turnovers. Was I supposed to do any ad reads during the show? No, no ad reads today. Mm. The clock has started, new year. It's a little sketchy. I host one day and there's no ad reads, but okay, continue. Sorry. Um, They get some turnovers. I mean, that's a that's like a an easy thing to say, but I think that that's possible. And they they sort of have a little bit of turnover luck coming their way. I think. Um, And I think the other like best case scenario is. Brian Schottenheimer calls this game like Brian Schottenheimer, and they're doing run, run, pass on every uh, every possession, and that allows the Eagles to play that they want the way they want to play on defense. I don't have too much to add, probably, to this. Uh, I think that's it. I, I think the scenario where the defensive line just dominates is very realistic. Now, Russell Wilson has experience playing games yeah. where he's just getting crushed, snap after snap, and makes plays. But I mean. You really have matchups that you should like across the board. Brandon Graham versus Jermaine Effetti. Uh, How dare you? Well, in pass pro, okay? He, he, can, he can get after some people in the run game, but uh, in pass pro is not his strength. I think he has 12 penalties on the season, so Brandon Graham has certainly an advantage there. We'll see if Dwayne Brown plays at left tackle. That might be some gamesmanship from them. I thought he was out for the year. I thought so, too. But I guess this week I've seen things that maybe he could play. Either you're getting... Uh, you know, an injured Dwayne Brown, or you're getting George Fan, or I guess maybe Jamarco Jones at left tackle. Barnett had a good game last week, if he can repeat that. And then Fletcher Cox against Joey Hunt, the center, or even really mm. either one of those guards. DJ Fluker is not good in pass pro at all. And Fluker. They, and they've got Mike Ayupati even better. on the other side. So, uh, they did a good job. Fran uh, Defa, Fran Duffy did a great job after the first game showing how they schemed up one-on-ones for Fletcher Cox. I mean, Joey Hunt, like if he stood next to Fletcher Cox and you said, like, these two are going to be matched up in a game one-on-one, <laughs> it's no contest. So he's got to just dominate every one of those snaps if it comes to that. And I think uh, that's a possibility. The defensive line has to dominate. You know, they are uh, – I'm getting into this, this expected points added 
Okay. Thing and the Eagles at home this year, you know, it's sort of yeah. like DVOA. Saw this. Fourth in expected points added when you just do the now it's a small sample again, you gotta be careful with football stats, but that's pretty impressive. And uh, what was it, seventeenth or something on the road? Even lower than that? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. And Seattle's what, seven and one this year on, yes. on the road? Very so. good. Well, what do you think? I looked this up for my uh for my uh picks gambling column this week. What do you what think? did you finish? I was one over five hundred. All right, I got a twelve and four in a week seven. You did? I, finished, I didn't know that. I finished one game over five hundred. That's huge. That's fantastic. I know. I I almost don't want to pick these playoff games. That's great. I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to do some prop bets, some okay. picks against the spread. But home teams in the wild card round. You got to go, Berm. I know oh, we're no. holding you. Okay. No, I it was. You getting some intel? A news alert on David Stern. So. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Home teams in. I already broke that news too. Yes. The wild card round over the last ten years. What do you think the record is? So that's forty games. Just straight up. Straight up. Home teams. I would say sixty percent. I'm gonna say thirty-one and nine. Wow. Is that what they are? 21 and 19. Really? Is that crazy or what? Yeah, that's so, interesting. You know, I always, home field well, does you matter. Do have, by the way, you do have some matches. So like you're this. saying it doesn't matter that much? I mean, those numbers would say it might be a little overrated no, in the I, wild card I, round. I don't know. I think you have yeah. some 4 5 matchups where the 5 is better than the 4. Yeah. You know, because the 4 well, yeah. is the division winner. Um, it feels like, I, I haven't looked this up, but it feels like that would go up significantly in the divisional yeah. round in the NFC yeah. title game. But exactly. in the wild card mm, round, like. A lot of years, at least two road teams win. So, you know, I think if you're picking this weekend, which two road teams are going to win? Mm. Uh, you can really make a case. For three of the four. For three of the four. <laughs> yeah. I would, if the Vikings won, that yeah. would be a shocker. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you can really make a case for the other three. So. I have a quick follow-up on yeah. Bo's turnover, best case. Okay. Uh, that's a big thing to watch here. The Eagles... Under Doug Peterson are zero and three against Seattle. Uh, it's it's been three of their like just games where they weren't even in it. Even in two thousand seventeen, when they were beating everybody, mm-hmm. they lost to Seattle. And in those games, the turnover differential minus three, minus two, minus two. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the regular season, Doug Peterson's had nine games, only nine games in four years, where the it's it's been two or worse. Yes. Okay. And uh, three of them have come against Seattle. Now, the postseason's a little different. They were minus two in the Super Bowl, I believe, and they were minus two against the Bears last year. Um, so mm. it's a little different then. Hmm. Uh, or maybe they were yeah, They were maybe, minus two in the Super Bowl? Or they were minus two in... No, I'm sorry. They were minus two against the Falcons. Oh. And they were minus two in the Bears game last okay. year, if that sounds right. That's interesting. Um, so the, playoff, the postseason's been a, a little different, but three of the nine... Yeah, remember that season. Roquan Smith takeaway? Yeah. yeah that was a yeah. nice play. Uh, three of the nine in the regular season have been against the Seahawks. And when you ask Doug Peterson and when you ask Carson Wentz about that first matchup and about matchups against Seattle, um, turnovers are the first thing they mentioned. The flip side is, now this is skewed because the NFC East is bad, but Doug has done very well when he gets to play a team a second time. Even right. last year, like no, I mean, you know, New Orleans, mm, they did much better. Good point. Correct. Um, and I think I saw a uh, friend of the pod, BLG, tweet that Pete Carroll has not done well against teams the second mm. time around. I will note that I am three and zero in my Seahawks Eagles game picks. Mm. This, even the Super Bowl year, I picked the Eagles to lose that game. You so did. did I. I think you and I were the uh, only we ones. Yeah. Okay, so I don't, know. I don't remember. I might have picked them. <laughs> Adds a little. Uh, I am three and zero as well. Oh, all right. Big mm-hmm. anticipation yeah. for Friday then. And all Russell right. Wilson is four zero against the Eagles. Mm. Uh, going back to a game that former Eagles quarterback Russell Wilson, a, former the, future Eagles quarterback, the, the game that changed the Chip Kelly era. Uh, I feel comfortable saying that they had just yes. beaten the the uh, the Cowboys on Thanksgiving with Mark Sanchez. I think they were nine and three. Yeah, they were nine and three, and it looked like they could be one of the best. You know, they they were rolling. They had extra days to prepare for a home game against Seattle, and Seattle just made them quit. Like Seattle was just tougher, more physical. I remember that game, and yeah, uh, they pushed them around. Yeah, and it was never the same after that. And I remember knowing on that Monday afternoon that the Eagles were going to sign Byron Maxwell. Yes. Because yeah. of Chip Kelly's comments. Yeah. Like, yes. all right. I mean, he's just... He was going against Jordan Matthews. He can play inside. He can play outside. Yes. This guy, I'm like, oh boy. Okay. Yes. He can hold on the inside. He can hold on yeah. the outside. All right. Well, that will do it for this. Uh, is there anything else you need to get off your chest? You're looking at me. 
No, no you're good. You did a good job hosting. Thank you. No disrespect. I'll take it with all disrespect. (laughs) Uh, That will do it for this episode of Birds with What do we have coming the rest of the week? Got a podcast tomorrow and a podcast Friday. Yeah. Podcast tomorrow, which I'm kicked off of. What? So I think everyone's going to, yeah, it's it's for the loyalists who (laughs) were with us before. It's like, it's going to be appointment listening. They get rid of that guy, Zach, and all this. It's it's like old Four people remote. It's tough to do. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You can tell all the all the <laughs> secrets about me before I get before I come in. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a uh, friend compliment both of you. Uh, I appreciate about that. the podcasts last week. They liked fl- the Fletcher Cox line from uh, Bo, yeah. and they liked uh, Zach's just like tenacious focus. <laughs> and uh, addition to <laughs> the uh, addition to the podcast, they said they enjoy. So, oh, that reminds me, I have I have something for you. I have a gift from uh, from my aunt. She wanted to give each of you a uh, uh, Starbucks gift card. Oh, that's nice that's for all your for all your uh, c- content. Uh, Thank you to your aunt. I appreciate yeah. it. It's a joke or just legit? No, serious. Oh, she, what's that? I got to find it in the gift bag. What's the aunt's name? Karen. Oh, Aunt Karen, what a gesture. Yeah, Big wow. fan of the pot. Outstanding. That. Thank you, Aunt Thank Karen. You, Thank you, Aunt Karen. Yeah, fantastic. Yes. Wow. I thought it was a bit by Bo or something there. Well, it's it hard to tell. Okay. Uh, you have a special guest tomorrow, we should say that. Yeah. So tune in for that. Guest tomorrow. Uh, I know, you know, you all have quit rating, reviewing. Yeah, we've got to get back on this. Frankly, that's pathetic. I take credit for this. The team's in the postseason. So uh, get after it. If you don't subscribe, you're going to miss the picks on Friday. That would be a shame and all the other great content on theathletic.com. All right. For Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, I'm Shiel Kapadia. I don't hate you.